This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri with Brandon Rathert. They're lodging with people. Just amazing to me that the American left, so much of it, throws their lot in with people whose values, I, I hope they don't share, but let's go through them. Because values and customs make a difference, okay? And the people of Gaza, who, by the way, if the Israelis did get rid of Hamas, they'd be doing a giant favor yes. to the people of Gaza who hate Hamas. Bill Maher from over the weekend, he goes on to list things that a lot of these Democrats are supporting and how these, uh, how Hamas, how they behave, you know, mutilation and death to children and all these things and laid out his case very well. And Bill Maher, who some people call him progressive, some people call him conservative, some people call him independent because he has different takes on different issues. But I thought a very interesting take from him, Scott Fawn, Missouri Times. Also host the TV show this week in Missouri politics. He's joining us on the show now. Um, I want to let's start here before we move on. Uh, support in Missouri. Why the state is so overwhelmingly supportive of Israel? What are you hearing? What do you know? What's your take on this? Uh, number one, I really like Bill Maher because he does have unique takes. Yeah. You don't you don't you don't just always know he's gonna he's not gonna be Sean Hannity and just say whatever the Republicans mm-hmm. told him to say. Uh, I, I like Bill Maher. Uh, I'm not always agree with him, but he's got. A, he does have. He can tell you why he thinks something, which I I respect and appreciate. Uh, I hate to say it's overwhelmingly supportive of Israel because of Christianity. Uh, I just think that's that's just the major major tenet. Uh, the the central tenet of Christianity was a Jewish man, and I think that really matters uh, in this state. I also think that you know nobody really talks about the uh, issues of the Palestinians. And then when you see people come over and behead babies, I mean, it, it looks like the people that, that murdered Americans on 9-11. looks like the people that take hostages uh, of American citizens. I mean, it, it, they're, it, the way the Palestinians fight is very foreign to us, and it's cruel, and it's evil. And uh, now they, they'll tell you, I mean, good Lord, I had a Palestinian representative and a Jewish representative on the show this week, and I had to have them in separate segments, so they would have just fought the whole time. It is so passionate, and the passion spills out of both sides to the point where, you know, it is the oldest conflict in the history of the world. And I think the Bible says it's not going to get solved, and I kind of believe the Bible on this one. And as we um, look at what's been happening this morning, this morning, Ilhan Omar, she's called out. She shared information about the Israel-Hamas war over the weekend, as did Rashida Tlaib last week. Where Rashida Tlaib shared her opinion, and then when and she, it was, she was great behind the keyboard, man. She was really good there, but then when asked in person, you support these people? You're saying Israel should not defend itself against people who are killing children and doing all of these horrible things? And uh, you, she could not do it in person. She is the same uh, political party as the president of the United States. Wake up, mid-Missouri. Why an election in Louisiana is important to all of us. Gubernatorial election over the weekend. Kind of surprising. We're covering that a little bit after 8 o'clock. My dad, big guy, co-hosting this morning. Good morning. I'm here. There's Brian Houseworth. It's good to see you. Good morning. Mr. Marsh is here. Yep. Producer Hannah Stephanie Bell going to be back later this week. Right now, our guest, Scott Fawn, Missouri Times. You're into Missouri politics. It is worth checking out on a daily basis. You also see him on TV every week this week in Missouri politics. This, I read it on, on its face. Uh, apparently, I mean, some county assessors across Missouri wanting to use a, an interesting tool in an effort to evaluate property values. What's the story, Scott? Well, Brandon, there's, to be honest, there's two types of assessors. There's assessors that work for the school district to squeeze every nickel out of you they can get, and ones that work for the taxpayers. Uh, I'll let you decide uh, which one yours assessor is, but it's one of the two, trust me. And the ones that work for the schools want to have these drones because it's 
well, there might be something behind this fence that their guy can't see from the road. Uh, so they want to go get that now. In some counties where they, they started this as a pilot program, some folks decided to shoot at the things. And I would say in Butler County, where I'm from, that drone would not last long. It would be a fun gift to the people of Butler County if they were going to fly this drone over over your property because you they would shoot that thing down, as they should. <laughs> Tune uh, up for dub season, no right, Scott? On your property. <laughs> so they, they want to just try to squeeze every nickel they can out of you. Uh, it is just a mindset. It's just, and it is not Republican Democrat. I promise you, there are Republicans that show up to work for the school system, and they are there to squeeze you. And now they got drone technology they want to use to do it. I can't believe some legislator, but I got Chuck Basie was still around. He'd be on this. <laughs> Scott, we always appreciate you joining us live on the show and, uh, and appreciate your comments. I want to ask you, we had a live interview last hour uh, with State Representative Adam Schwadron. He talked about Israel and he talked about his uh, his Jewish faith. But we also asked him about this, uh, his candidacy, if you will, for Secretary of State. He looks, he's, he's going to be running, seeking the GOP nomination for that post in 2024. Obviously, there's several others that are running or thinking about running. What do you, how do you size that race up and who else is in the race at this point and who's considering it? Because there's got to be at least five on that list, including Rowden and Hoskins that I'm aware of. Well, I caught part of the interview, but I caught, couldn't catch all of it. I was taking a shower, to be honest with sure. you. Okay. Did he say the word grassroots in his campaign pitch? I don't remember him using that term. Okay, good. Because if he said he's going to run a grassroots campaign, he's going to lose. That's your code word for total loser every time. If they say they're running a grassroots campaign, they will lose. So if he didn't say the word grassroots campaign, he's got a fighting chance. Uh, look, I, I think right now, the announced candidates, you have Denny Hoskins, who's the best known in central Missouri for sure, legislator, he's raising some good money. Shane Scholler is the, uh, is the county clerk from Greene County. Shane would have won the Secretary of State's office in 2012 if Todd Aiken wasn't a freak and a weirdo. Uh, remember, he came out and said something about legitimate Ray Village and some weirdo stuff. Yes. And um, Jason Kander beat, the whole ticket was tanked, and Jason Kander beat uh, Shane Schuler. Shane Schuler might be governor today if it wasn't for Todd Aiken being weird. Um, so uh, Shane's running. Uh, Shane's had a hard time raising money, it looks like, so far. But uh, Shane's a legitimate candidate. He, he keeps that Southwest Missouri base. That's a good base in a Republican primary. Uh, Adam Schwadron would be a bit of a long shot. He's going to be hard to be very well known outside of uh, his St. Charles County area. But, you know, as it stands now, there's no St. Louis candidate. Uh, Adam's going to have to raise money. I mean, Adam, Adam, I'll tell you this. He won a very tough house district. It was not an easy house district to win. Uh, he, he won it, and he, uh, he's a good good campaigner. But like anything, I mean, it's just going to come down to can he raise money. I would say right now, uh, Denny Hoskins is raising the most money and is the favorite to win. There is a bull of the woods lurking out there. Um, it's Caleb Browden. We've talked before. Look, if there's anybody in this state that deserves a few years out of politics to rest and recharge his battery, it's Caleb Browden. He has led the Senate through its toughest times since the Civil War. Uh, no one has dealt with the things Caleb Brown's had to deal with. The, the, he, the, he's, he has this amazing track record. I would say Caleb Brown is probably the state's the most accomplished conservator in the history of the state. But, they, but he's also done it with just absolute bullets wide at him from both sides. So if Caleb runs, I think Caleb Brown will raise a million dollars in two months. Uh, he'll instantly be the front runner uh, if he wants to do it. Now, I've had John Rattles on my midweek update show. And John Rattles not only his consultant, is probably his closest friend in politics, 
John seems to think that uh, next week when he gets back from the trip he's taking, uh, I think he may start making moves to run. I've always been pessimistic he'll run because I figure the guy deserves a break. probably needs a break. But as it stands now, uh, you know, John has indicated he still plans to run, and you plan to see some movement on that next week. If Caleb Browden jumps in, uh, the race will be set. It'll be Denny versus Caleb, and it's going to be hard for anybody else to get a lot of uh, a lot of traction in that. Uh, I've, but you have, there's a, there's a lot of talented Republicans anymore. I mean, the state produces Republicans by the bushel. Uh, Mary Elizabeth Coleman from uh, St. Louis would be somebody that that you know it's in the middle of her term, so it might be for her to take a look at that race. I mean, you could you could see her having what was essentially a free shot to run. Uh, Jason Bean talked about running. Uh, Jason Bean won't run if Caleb Browden does, and I assume that's the case for Senator Coleman. Um, so those are some other names, but right now Adam Schwader probably has the longest shot of any of the major candidates. He would he would benefit a great deal if Caleb Browden doesn't run. Um, and then kind of see where it goes. Mary Elizabeth Coleman, like her. She's tough. Our guest from the Missouri Times. You like Missouri politics, the MissouriTimes.com. Also host the TV show this week in Missouri politics. Scott Vaughn joining us on Wake Up Mid-Missouri. Scott, any surprise for you about the speaker, Dean Plocker's announcement that he's going to run for higher office? <clears throat> well, to me, that's an indication that Caleb Browden is serious about Secretary of State. Um, they're, they're close friends. They have the same consultants, and that's kind of... In, in reality, behind the scenes anymore, every consultant wants a candidate in every race, but they don't want two in a race, right? Then they got to then they got to back out and lose money. Um, I think there was some talk that Dean Flocker would move to the Secretary of State's race. Uh, I think the fact that he officially announced the Lieutenant Governor is another indication that Caleb Browden's serious about this. Um, I think what you're seeing is both sides are lining up their own like slate, right? On the slate, one slate you have, um, I guess, a Limke slate. You have Bill Eigel. Denny Hoskins for Secretary of State, now Andrew Canning for Treasurer. I assume that maybe they have some detente with Holly Rader or they, certainly not nothing official, but but maybe that's who they're going to quietly back or stay out of that race. And now you have like the Kehoe slate that's coming together. And you put together Kehoe, and then you put together um, maybe Plocker or Holly. Both of them are well-liked by both camps. Um, the Secretary of State, you have Caleb Brown, and maybe like a Vivek Malik. Now you're starting to put together their own slate of people. So it's interesting to see kind of the, the faction warfare in the Republican Party, but it's maybe even formalizing up a little bit with how they're going to run statewide. And, and, you know, this is a concept pioneered by former Senator Jim Lemke. He's kind of the, the godfather of the conservative caucus. Jim Lemke knows how to win races, and he's a very smart tactician. And I, as a guy that used to work on campaigns back before I had gray hair, I, I can tell you there's a lot of cost savings I could see in that innovative approach. All right, Scott Fall, Missouri Times. Check it out, MissouriTimes.com. Great coverage on Missouri politics and the TV show this week, Missouri Politics. Scott, always great when you come on and hang out with us. Very much appreciate it, guys. Have a good day. All right, we will see you next time. Coming up this weekend, it's the big homecoming weekend. Stephanie Bell and I, by the way, we're uh, and we don't say this to, like, brag. I, I feel like I spend too much time bragging to the big guy over here. Uh, Dad, go. He's, he's bragging. Uh, <laughs> um, but we uh, we say, come by and say hello. This Saturday, Stephanie Bell and I, again, we've been asked to um, to emcee one of the biggest and first 
homecoming parades and all of America will be set up in downtown. I think they'll set us up by City Hall. But then after the game, of course, Mizzou in action, South Carolina homecoming. Mizzou is 6-1. and one. We are doing our Tiger tailgate two hours prior to kickoff with Buffalo Wild Wings, Bud Light, High Noon. Our friends at uh, Echo, Water Systems, Hy-Vee, Twain Barbecue, and Tap Room. Go to the websites, 939theeagle.com and kws.com. You'll find a whole list of places. This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri with Brandon Rathert. With the advent of artificial intelligence being uh, available to we the people artificial intelligence not new it's been around for a long time it's just in the past year now we can use it yeah they call it government <laughs> so uh, because i get kind of cynical about one of the stories that you can see right now on the wake up mid-missouri facebook page you can also uh, go and of course watch the show uh so a bear and i brought this up because my dad who is in the oil industry and when I say my dad is in the oil industry, what do I really mean, Dad? It really means I'm a clerk at a fast <laughs> at a convenience store in Jefferson County, Missouri, slinging uh, smokes and six packs to construction workers and accountants all day long. But technically, it, it's Missouri, not Missouri. Technically, my dad is in the <laughs> oil industry. Uh, anyhow, so I got this story just for you, Dad, and kind of for producer Hannah because she likes to do stories about animals, bear. Uh, Bear walks into a gas station. Kind of sounds like the start of a bad joke, actually. Bear walks into a gas station, Vancouver uh, Island. Uh, and this is in uh, in Canada. Uh, curious bear, very calmly walks in. These bears, by the way, a lot of these uh, animals, they're very intelligent. I don't know if you've seen bears. like They can uh, get windows rolled down. Hell, they can get in a car and start, uh, start a manual transmission car and drive it from here to Montana. They always did in the Three Stooges, anyway. <laughs> so this bear walks into a store, and of course, you know, the bear, they go and they eat food. But apparently, there was one recently about a bear that went into somebody's house and just drank White Claws. This bear in this convenience store walks in and takes candies, but only one specific kind of candy. The one specific kind of cam- candy that the bear took. Gummy bears. Gummy bears. <laughs> I, of course. I thought it was going to be bit of honey. <laughs> uh, that would have worked, too. And then the I, others. I wonder how that, that works. Do, do you call the police because you've got a shoplifter? Or do you call your insurance company and say, hey, I've got loss here because this bear stole my gummy bears? Well, John, if this story had taken place in California and the bear was shoplifting, uh, you would do nothing. You would actually <laughs> probably help the bear. Oh, here you go. More free crap. <laughs> Government's paying for it. And, it's not, and we're not going to prosecute you anyway, Mr. Bear. <laughs> and then he pooped on the sidewalk. <laughs> <laughs> and then Nancy Pelosi gave him a proclamation. Congratulations. Uh, some storm chasers got trapped inside of a tornado because that's what happens when you chase uh, tornadoes. This was in central Illinois. Now, the video is just recently released, but it happened back in April. There's a storm chaser. His name is Tanner Charles. Uh, and his buddies chasing down a tornado, and then they get trapped in between fallen power line poles as the tornado turned on them. The video is actually is pretty interesting. It reminded me, man, I whimpered like a four-year-old girl who got caught with her hand in the cookie jar when we had that massive hailstorm back in March, the very end of March, when we got that hailstorm. I have never, in all the years that I've lived in the Midwest, never once have I sought shelter because of a storm. I sought shelter that day, but I was really weird about it because I'm like, Man, it's really common. I better do something. And so I run into the bathroom and sh- I shouldn't even be telling this story. I run into the bathroom, shut the door, and then I thought, well, if I'm here for a while, if the house collapses on me, I better get some water. So then I, I run back out as this hail is just 
pounding the house with a noise that I've never heard. And I can see these chunks of ice landing on the back patio and they're blowing up and making this just horrendous noise. And I run and I get my bottles of water and I go hunker down in the bathroom. This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri with Brandon Rathert. ...that when we need Congress to function more so now than ever, it's dysfunctional more so now than ever. And frankly, what I hear from the voters is that they're going to get punished next year if they don't get their act together. And his famed pollster Frank Lutz saying this is what I'm hearing about because of what's happening in the House. Of course, the ouster of McCarthy and then the failure to put anybody else forward, despite the fact you had Trump saying should be Jordan. You had Sean Hannity, who's here today, too. It should be Jordan. There seemed to be some kind of consensus around that. That apparently not happening. And then they put forward Steve Scalise. That didn't happen. Now they're back to Jim Jordan. Uh, and then what about the interim uh, dude, McHenry? Uh, why not him? The other thing, why not Matt Gates? Why not Ken Bach? Uh, how come nobody has na- uh, nominated Nancy Mays? Any, anything that you're hearing, Marsh, is, you know, those folks that, why not them? How about those folks? I, I don't know what they're doing over there. You know, it's every time we turn around, say, well, looks like it's going to be Jim Jordan. Nope, doesn't have the votes. And back to square one again. Uh, yeah, I, I don't understand what's going on. We're going to be visiting with former Congresswoman Vicki Hartzler here in a minute. She was uh, she used to be in the House. Maybe she has some perspective on what's happening. And also do want to ask an interesting topic we inadvertently got onto earlier this morning as we were chatting with State Representative Adam Schwadron, uh, who is a, uh, a Jewish um, a state rep from the St. Charles area. And he's got two young girls. They are 10 and 8. How do you cover some of these bigger news stories with kids? And I say this, not the kids are getting... Listen, I don't envision that there's any 10-year-old kids tuning in to watch Hannity on Fox every night. Although, that's how producer Hannah and I met eight years ago. She was a 15-year-old kid listening to this show because as a 15-year-old kid, she wanted to know what was going on. But I remember in our one of our co-hosts today is the big guy... As uh, uh, as Joe Biden is lovingly referred to by his kid and other folks that take money from countries that want to give us. Now I ain't been giving my dad no money. It's been kind of the other way around. Trying to ask my dad for money. I'd like to get my hands on some of that money before you die. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <of> you. <laughs> I'd like to have it now. Oh, yeah, you and me both. I'm kidding, Dad. I'm kidding, my goodness. Uh, my dad co-hosting this morning. Good morning, Dad. Uh, good morning. Uh, and do, show your, if you're watching, please go and watch the uh, show. You can watch on our Wake Up Mid-Missouri Facebook page. You can also watch on our YouTube channel, which is Wake Up Mid-Missouri. Uh, and you can see my dad's shirt. How cool is that? It says, so can you pull it down a little bit, Dad? What does your shirt say? I don't know. Socialism, the, to me. the philosophy, I can't read upside down, son. <laughs> uh, socialism, the philosophy of failure, the creed of ignorance, the gospel of envy. envy. Philosophy of failure as we look to one of our Missouri towns who's starting to dole out $500 checks to folks that haven't worked for it. They're taking your te- This is happening in St. Louis. Uh, they're giving $500 checks. Uh, to folks, and we're seeing this happening in cities nationwide. As I understand it, when you take money from me as a taxpayer and then just give it to somebody else who's not working for it, I think that's socialism. Theft. Theft. 
is another way of putting it. Uh, welcome to the show. My name is Brandon, 874-9390, 874-9390. Wanted to get some insight into what is happening in the uh, House. Listen, I am a conservative. I vote Republican more often than not. There's one Democrat that I have voted for on a regular basis right here in mid-Missouri, Boone County Sheriff Dwayne Carey. Um, I just think what I see happening in the House is uh, is bad for Republicans. Because remember, we had that big red wave in 2022. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, and we're going to revamp for 2024. It's the most important election of our lifetime. And I get it. A lot of folks uh, like what's what's been happening with some of these folks uh, in getting rid of McCarthy and now failing to put Scalise forward. I'll tell you right now this morning, Jim Jordan is lacking 50 votes. You know who's closest after Jordan Scalise? Uh, Hakeem Jeffries. Seriously. And if you get some of these folks like Gates and other folks that voted with Democrats, he could be the Speaker of the House. want to bring in former Congresswoman Vicki Hartzler. Welcome to the show. I'm so glad you were here. You were there. You're out now. What's your take? You're watching what's happening. What are you seeing, uh, Mrs. Hartzler? Well, I'm like everybody else, uh, very frustrated uh, by what we see uh, angry um uh, people have just got to be feeling disheartened it's uh it's very frustrating I mean, we've got serious issues in our own country at our southern border our fiscal situation the economy our lack of energy independence all because of the Biden administration and we need the one uh, arm of government that uh, the republicans had control of to be working full force and to fight and to get uh, get our country turned back around and it's in disarray and then we have the world in uh, disarray potentially with what's going on in Israel. Very uh, critical time. This is a crisis, and we have to, as an American uh, government, have our act together and be strong on the world stage and be that beacon of freedom and not be doing this infighting. And so it's imperative that they come together. I know they're coming in tonight at 630 to have another discussion. I hear there's going to be a vote tomorrow around noon again for uh, trying to come together. And I just hope and pray that they'll be able to uh, rally around uh, one person and, you know, get behind them and then get our agenda going again. Because, uh, yes, I, you know, America needs us. The world needs us. And, uh, you know, we have the Republican conservative principles that uh, that our country needs, a strong national defense, uh, freedom, um, you know, protecting our borders, energy independence, strong economy, less taxes, less government. I mean, all that, that's what we need. And so we need to be speaking with one voice. Uh, I, want, I want to get some of your insight. Uh, you know, you, you've been on the House floor. You milled, uh, when, when the cameras C-SPAN are off, I do want to ask you about some of those things that happen. But I want to do this first. Bob Good, representative from Virginia, talking about because there's, um, th- there's very obviously, there's very little agreement on what is happening here. That's why we're still talking about it coming up two weeks after the fact, after 15 rounds of voting in January cannot come to a consensus. Bob Good from Virginia. That's why this is so healthy and it's uncomfortable and it's disruptive. I understand that. So he's saying, you know, he's defending, hey, listen, I know it's a mess and it's uncomfortable. Um, But I will also say, you know, what else is also uncomfortable? Um, Sometimes compromising for things Mm -hmm. that are outside of your interest. And that's what I think a lot of these people are failing to see that's uncomfortable too. I want my way every single time. I did when I was four years old too, didn't Absolutely. I? Absolutely, you did. And I still want my way every single time. But you know what? I'm a 52 year old adult who has learned in life a very valuable lesson. 
it's not always about me. And there's a lot of value in compromise. And yeah, a lot of times when I do stuff that I don't want to do, yeah, that's uncomfortable too, Mr. Good. So what do you think is happening when the cameras are off, Vicki, mm-hmm. on the house well, floor? You're right. There's some individuals that are more focused on themselves and their own promotion or their own uh, uh, they self-appointed. I am the arbiter of what is true and right and the true champion of conservative cause. And I'm going to, you know, do everything possible to, to be that champion. And but it's, it's ill placed. I mean, the time to have these discussions for who's going to be the leader is at the beginning of the session. And but once you decide that, barring some some major, uh, uh, you know, uh, doing something morally wrong or, or something like that or committing a crime, I mean, you need to stick with the plan, work, uh, and keep moving forward. And this is totally disruptive. This is inappropriate. This is not the right time to do it. And you need to stand back and look at what is for the greater good. And right now, we have a crisis in our country and in the world. And you need to come together and, and on one person. And, you know, I thought Kevin McCarthy wasn't perfect, but he was advancing the agenda and moving forward. Um, and, you know, it, they shouldn't have taken him out. Uh, having said that, Steve Scalise, dear friend of mine, he would have been fine. And then he saw he didn't have the votes because some people said, no, we're not going to support him. And I thought, uh, you know, he continues to be one of the most respected, most liked members of Congress. He stepped back. And I thought that was uh, really amazing. And that shows what a statesman is. That's like our founding fathers doing the right thing. And he said, I'm going to support Jim Jordan. Now let's all come together. And then you've got people like, well, no, we're not going to support him. I mean, there's a lot of feelings. There's a lot of hurt, uh, a lot of emotions going on. But everybody needs to just step back um, and and come together and and say, hey, we are, you know, we didn't get everything we want, but we, for the good of the cause, we've got to come together. Um, and I was reminded this morning of the speech that Ben Franklin gave during the Constitutional Convention when they were having trouble coming together and figuring out what to do after, after weeks and weeks of being uh, holed up together there and... Um, he wrote a letter to George Washington and said, you know, when we were in the middle of the war, we, we prayed regularly for divine protection and God answered those prayers. And then why would we think we'd be able to start a country, uh, forgetting him and not asking him for his help. And, you know, I asked that we begin our sessions now with prayer and that's what they started to do. And, you know, they came together and came out with a constitution that was unlike anything this world has ever seen and i just hope that uh today as they come back into session that they will heed that same advice and uh do some praying together and ask god for help because that's what we need right now i'll say this in our final um two minutes i asked i was emceed a uh gop uh event tuesday night here in mid-missouri and we were talking about this house race and so i asked a lot of current elected officials current uh folks that are running for i said so who is the perfect choice in the house of all the people I talked to, nobody came up with the name. Our guest, former Congresswoman Vicki Hartzler on Wake Up Mid-Missouri. Congressman, your predecessor, Congressman Skelton, was quite the proponent of across-the-board support for Israel, like so many congressmen in that era. In your time there, have we seen that wane a little bit with the mm-hmm. uh, Ilhan Omars and all those kinds of people and their pro-Palestinian stance? You're right. When I first got there, everybody, a hundred, almost hundred percent, I would say, of, of representatives in the House and in the Senate, 
Democrat, Republican, we're pro-Israel. And then you started seeing the election of, of some of these few people and uh, Muslims uh, from different parts of the country. And it, it's just been shocking to me how they are just so vehemently uh, hateful towards and do not like Israel. And they're bent on not supporting them and uh, are supporting those uh, entities around the world that do not support Israel. It's shocking to me. Thankfully, it's still a small number, uh, but we have one here in Missouri, and Cori Bush, I'll call her out, and, and she claims to be, or I thought I heard she said she was a pastor at one time. How can you read the Bible and not be supportive of Israel? I don't understand. I, I don't get it. So, uh, But like I said, they're in, a, they're in the minority, and... Um, you know, but we, we still, we must stand with Israel. Uh, they are closest ally in the Middle East. They're the only democracy. Uh, we historically have just been side by side and uh, we have to stand with them. There's a, a long time scripture that says those who will bless you will be blessed and those who curse you will be cursed. I mean, there's multiple reasons. Uh, that we should stand with Israel, but we cannot waver or falter at this time. Former Congresswoman Vicki Hartzler, thank you for your time this morning on Wake Up Mid-Missouri. Absolutely. Have a great day. Right. Appreciate the insight from somebody who was there, what she used to see on the floor, and kind of the uh, the take of what's happening. Coming up a few minutes from now, uh, De- the big guy co-hosting this morning, you're getting some texts, a couple of texts this morning, and they have one thing in common. Uh, women. Imagine that. She got good work, Dad. High five, dude. Good work. We'll get. As a matter of fact, one of them is a first-time texter, somebody who used to live where you now work in the oil industry. We'll cover that. Plus, we're going to be doing uh, that. Would be all except for this. What can we look forward to, John? This is Wake Up Mid Missouri with Brandon Rathard. Thirty sixty-seven S and P five hundred down twenty-two. I will look at your futures coming up at eight twenty-five. Just minutes before the stock market opens, we will do that in the morning. Bell business news with a little twist. The other thing that we are going to be looking at the changing landscape of workplace benefits. I think one of the coolest workplace benefits that we have here where we are, even though I do not have a dog, is you can bring your dog to work anytime you want. And that would be all, except for this. Mr. Chris Mitchell. Chris. Where's where's our buddy John Marsh? Are you Go ahead, John. Start are you over. bored? Are you bored with your beauty routine? I am not. It's perfect, John. <laughs> my hair care, man, you should see my hair care in the morning. Well, maybe what you need is Oscar Mayer because they have you covered with a new moisturizing face mask inspired by Bologna. Five bucks on Amazon. The masks are inspired by when you were a kid and you'd pick up the slice of bologna and bite the eye and the mouth holes in it. Yeah. Well, that's what these look like. <laughs> but they don't contain any actual bologna. They are not edible. They're made with witch hazel and seaweed-derived ingredients to protect and hydrate the skin. Oscar Mayer never takes themselves too seriously. I mean, would you if you drove a 27-foot-long wiener mobile? <laughs> And anybody who grew up in the 60s, the big guy included, can uh, remember our prolonged exposure to the Oscar Mayer jingle that we sort of got pushed down our throats in between Saturday morning cartoons. Absolutely, I remember. <laughs> Soul Mamas, Korean skincare company that's put these uh, masks out. Then they say it will <laughs> protect the skin's elasticity, moisturize, 
provide protection, but importantly, make you really wish you had two slices of cheese, <laughs> uh, some white bread, some yellow mustard, and now you know the rest of that story. I wish I were an Oscar Mayer wiener. There you go. <laughs> uh, Dad, please don't. Okay. You're embarrassing me, man. I, I live here. Oh. Uh, I have to work and play. I I'm, get I get to work and play. I'm, I'm leaving town momentarily. So. <laughs> In mid-Missouri um, every day. My dad, uh, we like to call him the big guy. The big guy. The big guy. Um, and we do that as an ode to uh, President Magoo and uh, his kid because we keep continue to watch the evolve the the evolution of the president. So I don't know anything about my son's business dealings, and that was proven to be a lie. Uh, and then the evolution to well, we have never talked about the business. That too has proven to be a lie. And the next big thing they are working on is tying. And you think about what's happening right now with Bob Menendez and the Senate committees. He and Joe Biden had the same position in chairmanship on. Uh, I think it was foreign relations, one of those. Forgive me for not getting the name exactly right. So it's interesting because that's the position Joe Biden once held. And 